everybody, and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 91st episode of the podcast, airing the week of May 4th, 2020. Now, I'm pleased to bring to you my interview with Montreal, Canada professional astrologer Akila Moon of Akila Astrology, who will be joining me in a discussion on Venus retrograde in Gemini, the big news that's coming up in the sky. So Akila is going to join me in a discussion on the upcoming Venus retrograde transit through the Aries sign of the twins. And we're going to break down the characteristics of Venus in Gemini and how the 40-day retrograde period will be colored by her transit transits through this communicative and mercurial space, as she has much action in store while she goes through her underworld journey. So listen in to hear her timeline and to get tips on how to best work with the energy ahead. Now, a fabulous way to show appreciation for this podcast and my astrological efforts is to come on over to my Patreon. I do a Patreon-exclusive astrology forecast or an audio cast. It's about 30, 35 minutes along each week that comes out every Sunday uh, with a seven-day detailed forecast for what is in store for the week uh, in the stars. And I also pull tarot cards and there is an animal ambassador that comes to walk with us. And I do a segment now at the end called Ask Mel, where I answer patron questions or just kind of riff on my own thoughts of, uh, you know, just kind of what's going on in my head. So, As I said, new episodes launch Sunday at midnight Pacific time, uh, and you can sign up for as little as $5 a month to get the program while also getting early access to these guest interviews that I do. So as you listen to this today, it has already come out on my Patreon, and so you can get a head start there. Now, just for a few dollars more, you can also get uh, early access, you can get my show notes, and you can get the option to ask Mel anything because I love questions uh, and I want them. So Patreon, where can you find that? Patreon.com backslash energetic principles. That's how you can get to me there. Uh, And if you'd like to make a one-time, you know, show of appreciation through a tip, you can do so on Mel's tip jar, which you can find on the front page of energeticprinciples.com. And I also do personal consultations. So if you would like to book something with yours truly, that can be done on my site too under the services section. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me and I will get to them right away. All right, everybody. So who is ready to hear more about this Venus retrograde period? Here we go. Now let's meet our guest. All right. I'm so happy to welcome this week's special guest. We have Akila Moon back with us. Thank you for joining me, Akila. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Melissa, so much for having me back on. I'm excited to talk to you guys. I, well, and we have uh, quite the subject to talk about uh, <laughs> this time around. We have, we're going to be talking about Venus retrograde in Gemini because that is hot news on the astrological ticket. And I will say that we are having like some slight internet issues going on today. So if you hear a little, you know, back and forth or blah, 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 coming on, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get there. Um, but you may remember uh, Akila's been on the program a couple times before. Uh, what have we talked about, Akila? What, what, what have we... I feel like we've dived into Venus before or something. Yeah, I think the last time I was on your show was last year um, and there was a Mercury retrograde cycle going on 
And I think we did talk about retrograde planets, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's right. Natalie by, uh, yes. And that was a good, that was a good episode. Uh, But in case you missed that, you can always go back and listen. Uh, She's been on the program twice before. But before we get started here, Akilah, will you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, yeah, sure. So I'm a astrologer and tarot reader. I've been doing a tarot and astrology for over 18 years now. And I have a podcast on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and on Instagram. I name Akila Astrology, where you guys can tune in to listen to transit and uh, some more stuff like metaphysical stuff and all these things that me and Melissa talk about right here. So uh, that's how you can uh, reach out to me if you're interested. Perfect. Well, I love talking to Akila because she always has unique uh, insights. We're both Scorpio rising. So we like come together on the same page. In fact, we talked for about an hour before this, just about Venus and the retrograde because of Scorpio risings. We have Venus on the descendant as the descendant sign in Taurus. And so for us Scorpio risings, as well as the Aries risings, you know, this is probably going to be a very um, you know, active in the partnership zone as Venus retrogrades and has all her considerations here. Um, so there's so much to say. So we might as well just get in there. Um, first off, just some fa- just some facts is that Venus is going to retrograde on May 12th, uh, and then she does her 40 day uh, you know underworld kind of journey and won't station again until June. 25th, and that is happening from 21 degrees and 50 minutes of Gemini to 5 degrees and 20 minutes of Gemini. So basically, 21, 5 to 21 of Gemini, we are going back and forth in that area. So, Akila, what, what can we even say about just Venus and Gemini in general? What's going on there? Oh, well, Venus in general is all about relationships and in Gen- Gemini, it's about connecting. So connecting with relationships, connecting, I think, to even um, your family, your environment. Uh, I find Venus, when it's in Gemini, transiting a lot of stuff with technology, um, gadgets, phones, uh, things with media tend to happen to a lot. So we can probably see a lot of those themes happening when uh, we have this Venus retrograde cycle happening in Gemini. Yeah. What about you, Melissa? Well, you know, when I think of Venus in Gemini, because, you know, it's a mutable sign. So we got this double-bodied energy and like Mm -hmm. you got one foot in one place, you got one in the other, you know. There's you're entertaining both both options. There's more of a detachment there when we're talking about love and relationships, or maybe kind of like getting your mind on what that the concept of relating or values or you know things along those lines might look like. Um, uh-huh. And what's fascinating as we're going to go through you know kind of Venus's retrograde journey is just thinking uh-huh. about what Mercury is going to be doing during that time because Mercury mm-hmm. is basically calling the shots for old Venus in, in Gemini here. So, and I'm noticing, I don't know, there seems to be uh, a lot of, it's, well, it's so funny being in the pandemic, right? And we have Venus in Gemini who just wants to socialize and, mm-hmm. and we're, you know, we're all kind of like hold up. <laughs> and we're not able to because of that. So I know it's causing a lot of the anxiety also, too, while uh, Venus is in uh, Gemini right now. So the pandemic didn't really help. <laughs> no. But uh, also, so I, I know that there's a lot of situations happening with money 
And, you know, Gemini, like you said, you know, that whole Mercury, Gemini, Venus thing is happening with commerce and money with a lot of uh, stimulus checks regarding to governments are happening right now, too. I'm in uh, Montreal, Canada, and that's happening here. I know in the States, there are some aids that are coming for certain people, too. And I feel like a lot of this Venus retrograde will also have to do with what happened when all of this was going on regarding finances, even uh, taxes has been pushed back. So I feel like this all has a lot to do with the Venus uh, retrograde cycle in Gemini as well. So that's something I'm really uh, noticing. I was taking a hit on the financial end when Venus is about to go do its dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of us are are, are kind of feeling that. uh, I know I'm starting to think Mm -hmm. about those things myself Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're not alone. So Hopefully mm-hmm. there will be word on the street, you know, because Gemini does bring the word. But, you know, Gemini also brings um, uncertainty a lot of the times, or, or rather just having to play within the realm of cert- uncertainty because Mercury is all about the facts, right? Like, what is it that we know? What can we say about this? What, you know, and, and if you don't know, because there's some of the things, Venus is retrograding, she's going to dance with Neptune, which is also a very, uh, ooh, what does this all mean? Uh, you know, kind of vibe going on. And so, Part of it, I think, is we're going to be dealing with a lot of uncertainty in the areas that we're talking about right now in order to get some sort of clarity or reach a point of knowing, um, hopefully some point within the cycle that will help us move forward there. <laughs> we're all in it, Melissa. We're all in it. We're all in it. It's true. It's true. So, okay, so what happens when Mercury goes, or not Mercury, well, that's an interesting part, and that will come in later in the program. But what you know, Venus going retrograde. What's she doing when uh, when she backs it up? <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> uh, she's going to pick up her loose change and her money. <laughs> she's got to search for that change. <laughs> yeah, then she dropped on the floor when she was running to go somewhere else, you know, and was too busy to not look at what was probably falling. So uh, I really think that when Venus is retrograde, you know, personally and professionally, I'm going to put both of those in there, I find that it's just another time, another time for us to get like another look at stuff um, that we value um, more to me. I don't know, like I have this big thing about Gemini, the twins uh, and the third house. A lot of people don't use it, but I really find to me that Gemini in the third house is more about relationships, love and romance than the seventh house. Um, I know that sounds really interesting, but um, I think a lot of situations with love and romance and uh, affairs, relationships, marriage, even because that all that energy, that's all air, right? All that air is trining that other air energy house. So um, it's like, okay, third house is retrograding, sending energy to the seventh house of relationships, thinking about the future in the 11th house. What's going to work? What's not going to work? How do I like logically think about this? I feel like a lot of people backing up to look at loose change, backing up to look at loose relationships and backing up to look at whatever else they missed uh, when they were probably too busy to get a chance to really look at it. And I feel like this pandemic is giving us an amazing opportunity to do that because not only did we get the pandemic during a retrograde cycle, uh, we got the pandemic during a Mercury retrograde cycle in Pisces. And now 
Venus is retrograding in the sign that rules Mercury. So we're really, I feel like we're really in something that's going to bring out a bigger, like you said, a bigger cycle of the, of the Venus flower pattern. <laughs> yeah. The, the flower that's coming. Yeah. You know, so that's oh, I what like I see mostly with, yeah. Well, the, the third house energy and looking at it like that, um, too, and especially in the relation, uh, two relations is that one of the most key components in relating with other people is conversing and sharing ideas and being on the same page and, you know, like knowing what the, what, what's the idea here. So I can definitely see where that would be very valid, um, within an area that's important for relationship. And not just relationships mm-hmm. that are, you know, like romantic or one-on-one, just any type of anything you guys share and express at any time uh, is going to come mm-hmm. through that, that third house space. And so, mm-hmm. and, and so when Venus goes retrograde is what's happening. Because we got to remember that Venus, she's our planet. Uh, yeah, she's our planet of attraction, our planet of love. But she's also that point of uh, trying to find harmony and equilibrium. And I think that part of her rebirth journey as she goes, uh, you know, apparently backwards is that she is going to, um, what am I saying? It went in, it went out. (laughs) The third house that she is going to, uh, oh, she's reached a point. She's reached a point of the most imbalance maybe, or recognizing that something is completely out of balance. And now this is the, what needs to back up to get mm-hmm. to the point of the, you know, when she meets the sun during the inferior conjunction and kind of that halfway mm-hmm. point to then rebirth mm-hmm. the energy and meet her wholeness again. And so we're on a completion journey to some extent within the self. Um, and so, yeah, that's, and that's interesting. That's all tied into the concept of relating or values and that mercurial, um, how do I understand this? What are the facts around that? What am I communicating there? And so, yeah, that's what, that's what I think she's doing. <laughs> now, I'm, oh, go ahead, Keila. No, no, I, I'm really looking forward to this Venus retrograde in Gemini. I think Gemini is one of the most uh, very, I think it's one of the most curious signs in the zodiac. So to to have Venus retrograde in when when people are people, I think I feel like there's going to be so many questions, so many. I mean, I, I'm I'm ready. I'm like with my little astrology hat on, like Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> I love the curiosity component. That's so great yes. because, right? Yes. It's like if you're, especially if you're going to go within yourself or kind of figure it out and you know that there's some imbalances or you need to weigh things, mm-hmm. you know, like just being curious about life and especially within uh, the dance she's doing with Neptune and knowing that there's a great mystery to everything and you can't always know. And the part of not knowing feeds the curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Because you keep mm-hmm. moving forward because, you know, you might not know, but there's just something, there's enough breadcrumbs there's enough interest there's enough mental stimulation <laughs> that you know that there's we're gonna get connection there. through the phone or enough connection through conversation uh or you know some people out there may just get their panties taken off by somebody saying words to them you know the right way <laughs> that's true that is true having mars and gemini natally i know that that works um <laughs> But, you know, you think about it like in our limited connections right now and people are dating via Zoom, you know, mm-hmm. like doing like yep. there is that there, people are still going to connect in whatever way they yep. can. But there, 
and go back to the technology component that you let in with, you know? <laughs> I have a friend of mine and uh, he told me, he said, you know, when, when the pandemic is lifted, everybody's going to be out here just, you know, doing the nasty. I said, what? He said, yeah. He said, everybody's going to be doing the nasty because everybody's been shut inside. And I said, and then I started thinking to myself, is this what the Venus retrograde cycle? Probably. <laughs> babies are going to pop up out the woodworks afterwards. Oh yeah. There was like, you know, people that are holed up. Well, that's the thing. That's what's happening too. And with that's, I think, tied into this Venus retrograde is because like you said, with the pandemic is that a lot of our, a lot of us have had a lot of time to ourselves to really think about where things are going. And part of that, you know, maybe for the relationships that are solid and are like, you know, are getting it on and are going to have that baby that comes out <laughs> of, the, of the quarantine because that's all we had to do. But some of us um, are going through, you know, break breakups and coming to like a point where it's like, okay, well, you know, this is kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I now understand, you know, we're having conversations around what is being released, what no longer. And so there's almost this in between there too. And, and I, you know, and I, I can speak honestly that personally, I'm one of those people going through one of those situations right now. And I know I'm not alone. There's so many no. people that are like, pandemic breakups are like in the, <laughs> in the ether. <laughs> It is so common. Uh, I feel like when there's a crisis happening in the world that people break up, um, that on my YouTube channel, I had to literally start, I started making videos for couples that are breaking up, exes that are leaving each other, couples that, uh, uh, exes that are coming back into the picture because I wanted to just have people, I wanted people to have the information to understand that during this time, this is a possibility that can happen. If there has been a long awaited, you know, breakup that needed to happen, it's going to happen or things may happen to trigger something uh, to make you see that you may not want to be with this person anymore, but it's not going to be something that's new, you know, because Venus is going to be retrograding. It's going to be something that you already knew or you already had an idea of an idea. And I say idea because it's Gemini. Um, you just didn't do it yet. You were curious about it. Maybe you thought about it, but you thought about, oh, if I do this now, maybe this may happen again, Mercury rules, Gemini, commerce. A lot of people are married in situations and in relationships where financial, uh, the financial situation is a thing that keeps a lot of people together sometimes. And uh, the love is gone. And the connection is just, just about the day-to-day. Oh, we have to pay this bill. We have to pay that bill. That's, the, that's a mercurial thing too, you know? That's yeah. a, okay, let's get the, the Virgo aspect of life uh, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the field, you know? Because now we're dealing with the routine of the day. But I, I also think that Venus retrograding is also going to find... I, I personally look at Gemini as like those teenagers in high school that just couldn't stop holding hands on the bus, on the train, and everywhere they went. And they were so youthful that everybody in high school even like were like, oh, this is the, 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 the to get married couple because they're always together. This is how I look at Gemini, honestly. Because they have that twin to give them the ear, the word. They have that other other perspective that's right there with them always. Unlike Libra, Libra is alone, balancing that scale. The, 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 you know, Gemini is like, you're here, I'm here, you're seeing this, I'm seeing that. We're together though. So mm-hmm. I feel like uh, relationships, if you're not together, <laughs> you know, and you, you may find that this retrograde time may be a time, even for you to talk to your partner about what you're not getting fulfilled in the relationship. Yeah. If you are in a relationship and you don't want to leave the partner, 
I think that that may be something that a lot of people may be talking about too, especially if there are kids involved, because we know Gemini is all about the, the, the education also that comes that wheel, you know, right after that family's built. So I don't know, those are my takes on, on that whole relationship thing, because <laughs> you're going through it, girl, I'm going through it, we're soldiers. People think that just because we do other people's charts and we're able to guide them that we don't go through the transits, we go through the transits. We go, we are going through it with you. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and that's how we learn. That's how we get uh, the skills that we have because yeah. we have to, we pay attention to our own lives and see how it manifests in certain ways and look at those of our clients and you know what's happening in the sky and, um, and, and it's all there. And so our experiences as individuals are just as important as connecting with exactly. clients to, you know. Um, and so I love the idea of ta- taking the time to um, talk it out with, with other people, mm-hmm. like you said. So maybe you're not at the point of like, totally, you know, calling it quits, you know, and some people absolutely are, but others, you know, yeah. like we just reached this point of imbalance that we mm-hmm. got to level it back out. And, and this is a perfect opportunity to mm-hmm. have that, you know, those chats and to do so in a kind of a detached way um, that is just entertaining information and kind of getting mm-hmm. it out there and a little back and forth, right? You know, mm-hmm. what's, what's going on? Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the first thing you want to do per, for the most part uh, is look back eight years ago because mm. Venus has a cycle where she, you know, she does her star dance in the sky. And that's the interesting thing about um, Venus is that she picks back up cycles with a retrograde of every eight years. So there's never a f- fully a finite beginning or ending. It's more like you revisit certain things um, or entertain that area of life once again. So you may want to look back to like May 15th through June 27th, basically May and June and maybe even July of 2012 um, mm-hmm. and see what was going on for you in that in, at that time. Because um, what's fascinating to me is I, you know, I, journal and things like that. So I went back, um, and, and took a look and I noticed that I was having drama in 2012 around some less than clear relationship dynamics that were going on. Um, and, and, you know, and how, and actually it it really helped me to go back and read what was happening to me eight years ago, because I was like, it, it led to like some wonderful clarity of this moment in time for me. Um, and so, yeah, so if you journal or you just kind of remember that period of time, like just go back, remember, and then, and then learn because <laughs> it's, it's back to some extent, but different. Do you recall a lot was going on during the 2012 um, retrograde? Yes, I do. Actually, during the 2012 retrogression, I was in a change in relationships, actually a big, a big change in relationships was happening. And I went from... Um, dating someone in one country to dating someone in the country I lived in, but in a different town. <laughs> so <laughs> mobile. <laughs> it was like a difference, a difference in location. And I also want to mention, hey, that's another thing too. For all of you guys out there that are long distance relationships and Venus is about to go retrograde and we have just had this pandemic. This may be one of those times where you guys may just change your mind about the way you're doing your relationships. And some of you may choose to either move or change where you live because of the relationship you're in, because you want to be closer to your lover. Because Mm -hmm. when Venus went retrograde a couple of years ago, eight years ago, exact, 
I, I remember I wanted my lover or my partner to be closer to me. So that was something that I was thinking about. I wanted them closer. Yes, I got my wish. They were in a different city, but still in the same country. So <laughs> you may not get exactly what you want, though, with Venus retrograde. So you may, you, it may be you guys have to compromise and work things out if you guys are living far abroad or um, if you even may find that a lover from the past, either either in your dreams or through social media, maybe also trying to like reach out or something like that. I have found that with Venus uh, retrograde in Gemini, though, because my ex was also trying to reach out that time. <laughs> That's funny. The last time that happened. So that was my experience with 2012 Venus retrograde. Well, I have to say, you know, we've kind of been in the shadow for uh, some time now um, with Venus, you know, preparing for this. Um, and I have to say that I've, I have already experienced a handful of exes that have just come out of the blue that have just randomly like emailed me about something, you know, just a message, just a quick message, right? Just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, yep, it's all starting. It's all happening. <laughs> and you, those people are very, very smart people because they use that pandemic as a tool while Mercury was retrograding, okay? The God of messages was retrograde. They use that to get back at trying to reach out. Are you okay? To me, that was the start of this Venus retrograde. When, when the pandemic began, this is when the Venus retrograde for me in my head, the shadow started because I was like, oh, oh, antennas are up, X's are coming. Exes, lovers, fuckers, uh, swingers, uh, whoever licked my toe and I didn't want them to that time at the mall, you know, whatever. (laughs) Whoever it was, whatever they did, if you did it good, they're coming. Get ready. (laughs) Because that's hilarious. I almost spit my coffee out when you said that. Oh, because it's true that, you know, like we get revisits from these people that come back in, especially if you have, like I said, especially if you have like, Venus ruled descendant or maybe a Venus ruled fifth house or, you know, these types of, yeah, you're going to get some people coming back. Um, and maybe they do so because maybe they have a message to impart that brings you back to that point in time where you understand what that relationship was about. And maybe you get that nugget of wisdom that will help you in the rebirthing process this time around. Um, and so, you know, they, they all have valid, um, you know, energy within it, uh, why we might reconnect with some people that have not been in our lives in a while or just get a message that is just appropriately timed to make you think about the right thing for you in that moment uh, that leads you down a train of thought, right? Because at the end of the day, we're in, Venus is in Gemini. So it's, it's all entertained in that more intellectual uh, realm. So now here's the thing is that Venus during this retrograde is going to be making some key moves, some key moves with some other players, basically. And one of the ones that are are most potent, um, obviously, is the square with Neptune, because Mm. Akilah and I are recording this basically two days, three days before the first Venus-Neptune square, uh, which is May 3rd, which this is going to release publicly uh, the day after. So we'll we'll know what that energy is like. once again, on May 20th, when she's retrograde, and then there's going to be this long respite until July 27th, where she comes back over and she's like, oh, 
one more time in this Neptune zone. And so this is an interesting dance that's going on and really plays into maybe that uncertainty element and also that dissolving quality of partnerships um, Mm -hmm. that are happening too. I mean, what do you think about Venus, Neptune? What are they doing? It's very romantic. I have uh, I have so many different breakdowns, but I'm just going to narrow it down to make it real simple. I feel like the Venus-Neptune uh, square is, for the first part, what's happening right now with people and their work and how their routines have been kind of just moved around all over the place. And a lot of people may not have their jobs right now. I feel like that Neptune is remembered. Neptune dissolves everything it touches. It's like, oh, oh you, you like that? Oh, well, I'm here. now you need to do something else. Now you need to learn something else. I feel like Venus in Gemini. Gemini is that technical skill motherfucker. You know, that person that kind of like, they can do a trade, they can do a skill. Instead of going to university to learn something, they learn something uh, maybe in a, in a year, six months, three months. They can, they can calculate things really well, understand maneuvers. A Gemini energy can be a really good cab driver without the map quest or the Google map, <laughs> just by the brain. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like a lot of people right now are going to be brainstorming and trying to figure out ways that they can try to make money in their environment uh, so that they can either feed their kids, uh, take care of their, their, their livelihood in general. Um, I'm a teacher. I work in a school right now and they're having us come back to work. Uh, as of Monday, as teachers, oh. you know. Um, so now we're we're going to be doing um, a whole nother type of job in in our job description, you know. So I feel like a lot of people's job descriptions, Venus retrograde and Gemini, the written agreement that was that was written out with people in their work for either corporate or anybody. Feel like the, what's what's going to be happening is is not going to be appealing to a lot of workers because right after this Venus retrograde cycle, we have a Mars retrograde cycle. So I think a lot of people are not going to be either taking to the the new rules that they're going to be having to to deal with because of this pandemic. Because Neptune is this virus. It's nebulous. It's pharmaceutical. It's all these different things that we can't control. It's out of our reach. You know, Gemini can only see the logic, but yet so far, and Neptune is the one that goes beyond us. Um, so I think a lot of us now have to have faith, have to go, have to see beyond what's in front of us. Another way too is the relationship, like you were saying, a lot of us in relationships. If you have been in a relationship and it's been like, you know, lolly dolly, we like to party, we don't cause trouble, we don't bother nobody, it's been fake and phony. This Venus, you know, square Neptune is going to show you some shit. You know, if you are if you are someone that's been in a relationship with somebody for money, for material gains, for anything other than the real reason to connect to another person is to learn. Either you know, some of us we all go through it in different ways of how we have to learn through the process. But I feel like this Venus square Neptune is also showing a lot of people what is in their control, what is not in their control, and even in what's in their control is going to be fine tuned. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of us are going to have to find ways to think different. Uh, and it, it, because that square is an action thing too, right? But with yeah. Neptune, how much can you really do? With <laughs> Neptune, you just got to float. You just got to, oh, you know, I've been watching a lot of those, uh, you know, you home and everybody's home on quarantine. I'm watching Netflix like everybody else, you know, and I'm so happy for this quarantine because I have been such an astrologer that I have not been able to even watch movies. So for me, this Venus Square Neptune is going to be, you know what, zone out, you know, watch a movie, girl, you know, like 
and 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 I feel like a lot of people tapped into things that they didn't know that they had the potential to do during this retrograde. I braided my hair. Never knew I could do box braid during this Venus retrograde. Couldn't get my uh, during this uh, pandemic. Couldn't get my nails done. Didn't know I could do it myself. Went to the pharmacy. Bow. Nails are done. So I feel like a lot of people are going to be tapping into Neptunian qualities too during the transit. If you're a musician, artist, yes. anyone that deals with artistic things, this is your time. You know, this is your time. I feel like hone it in, make something. If you've been thinking about something that's been in your head, if you didn't finish that thing, I feel like this is the time to kind of use that. And if you have to play music or do something that um, has Neptunian energy to it, so your Venetian energy could run better. You know, Venus, uh, Neptune likes, I don't know. You know what I mean, girl. You I know exactly you know, what you mean. Give me examples. You know, yeah, I love the examples. <laughs> you're having some problems right now. Neptune is nebulous. So forgive yourself for the relationships. Uh, forgive yourself for that person, that experience. Forgive yourself for not knowing better with the job or your work. And and, and now what you're going to do is you're going to in, in in um excuse me educate yourself. Have Venus and Neptune work together. Venus is Libra. Neptune is Pisces. You know, let these two become let let the world connect to the world now. Understand what is happening in the world. You know, and understand how your relationships, whether you like it or not are affected by everybody else that's connected in the world. I feel like it's another way of connecting to with Venus Square Neptune. People are going to have to now start to network, not just culturally, but just in, in, a, in a communal way too. All that, all that to me wraps into all of this. Yeah. Ooh, oh, sorry, no, it's I, rant. No, rant girl, do it. Well, you know, sorry, what, <laughs> what came to mind though, as you were saying all that is the idea of active compassion. Right, yeah. because we have the square is activating. Neptune on the high side of things can find that point of compassion. And if we are going through harder times in relationships or financial situations or just our place in the world given this, you know, situation, uh, mm-hmm. just being able to tap into, you know, the, that hope and faith that you were talking about, but also doing so from a compassionate place from, for yourself you know, uh, and for other people that are involved. So, mm-hmm. and then, and then, you know, get creative while you're at it because, uh, every musician like myself loves a little Venus Neptune, uh, yes. connection because it, it just comes, you know, like, and especially in Venus and Gemini, these are ideas, you know, especially if you're a writer or you're a poet or yes. you're, you're someone that's a wordsmith, a lyricist, you know, these, this is mm-hmm. a, these times are potent to take advantage mm-hmm. of that. Now, what I will say, though, just because I am caught up in this generation and I am feeling it, is that for us that are born between uh, about 1972 to 1980, this Venus-Neptune opposition, or this Venus, Venus action going retrograde is basically opposing the natal Neptune of people that mm-hmm. were born during this time. So not only are you getting a Venus-Neptune square just by the transits, but just the generation that you're born into between 72 and 80, Venus is going to retrograde over your Neptune to have you look at it in your own chart in a different way too. And I speak from that because oh, I'm, you know, people that were born in the same year as I am, you know, about 1979, give or take, we're going through our Venus, or we're going through our Neptune square, Neptune, mm-hmm. Neptune square. So basically I have like a Neptune, Neptune square going on while Venus and Neptune are doing their own. So it's forming a T square in the sky. So just FYI, we are probably going to be feeling a little bit more than the other people that are out there unless they have natal planets in that place. So just, just a, yeah, a little information for you. 
from Venus and Gemini. <laughs> so now one of the things that is, okay, so basically it's the first thing she does in her journey is squaring Neptune. Now the yeah. next point she makes is when, you know, okay, so this is what's important about this Venus retrograde cycle is that everything that Mercury is doing, the whole time Venus is going through the motions is going to color the different energies that she's going to be experiencing in her retrograde. So here we have it start off where Venus is in, or sorry, Mercury is in Taurus. Um, and they have this weird, you know, they have this mutual reception kind of going on when she goes retrograde. They can't see each other. They're in signs that are in aversion, but they're playing on each other's team. So it's almost kind of a good start there. Um, but, the, but it really starts to get kind of on that same page when Mercury moves into Gemini, into its own sign on May 11th to then finally conjunct Venus uh, while she's retrograde on May 22nd. So there's like this, this powerful meeting of Mercury and the ruler in its own sign with Venus retrograde on May 22nd that I think is going to bring a lot of understanding or just something's going to come out at that time. I know. What do you think? What do you, anything come to mind? Yes, on May, what is the, what is the, the con, when did they conjunct? May 22nd. Okay. Yeah. Two I days feel, after uh, Venus Neptune. <laughs> I do feel like we'll get some kind of information on something. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe schools. For some reason, I have a feeling that the school. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because I'm a teacher, I'm, I'm saying schools, but I have been noticing this just globally. Um, I think that um, maybe information about how they're going to do the next school year, how they're going to navigate with the children in school because Mercury, the sun, mm-hmm. how are we dealing with this? How are our kids going to be, you know, in this environment? I also think that, uh, like you said, you know, when the sun meets anyone, uh, any, any planet in the sky, it's getting kind of like a, an awakening from the king. So I also feel like maybe we might find out something, like you said, exactly that. Uh, information is definitely going to come to us, you know, and it's going to affect all of us in terms of identity and how we're going to view that news. That's what I feel maybe to may come. Yeah. Um, what else is... Is it just the, the conjunction of the sun and Mercury? Yeah, so what's happening is basically Venus... Well, it, not the sun and Mercury, but Venus retrograde is going to meet Mercury on May 22nd. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. But, but it's not, you know, it, it, you're, you're right though, because there is a Sun-Mercury conjunction that takes place yeah. in Taurus before exactly. it even moves. Yeah. So there, there is that, it's, it's almost like maybe that's a piece of information that first seeds, then transfers over okay. to Venus mm-hmm. and then Venus meets uh, the Sun in her own rebirth on June 3rd. So okay. perhaps there's like a three-part dance with the Sun, Mercury, and Venus taking place. But I always feel like there's a there's a dance with Venus, Mercury, and the Sun because they stay yeah. so close to each other. They're always teaming up. You know, these little energies always want to be next to each other, talking, spreading information. So I feel like, again, we'll get information or information will come to us or maybe resolution to something or a combusting of a situation that may come, may come, you know, may yeah. come into um, fruition around that time with all those energies. Yeah. Well, cause here's the thing is that first of all, what's so fascinating about 2020 <clears throat> is the dance that Venus and Mars are doing in the skies because they're doing, you know, the relationship energies, you know, that feminine principle, that masculine principle, they are, 
doing this interesting dance um, that is playing into all this action that's happening. So basically, yeah. so basically Venus and Mars, <clears throat> the last time they actually met in an aspect, um, an exact aspect, was January 26th. So the mm-hmm. end of January, Venus was in, uh, in Pisces, squaring Mars and Sagittarius. She was also on Neptune <laughs> at the time. So you, know, you put that picture together. But the next time, so basically for a couple months now, they have been riding in this trine um, energy together, but they don't perfect. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of like relationship energy or this trying to balance things out and you're like almost there or like I know people that were moving towards maybe connections with others and mm-hmm. that seemed like they were going to be positive or like it was starting to heat up, but they just never made it because Venus is mm-hmm. now slowing that back. Mm-hmm. And so there's a pulling back. So if you're in one of those back and forth situations, know mm-hmm. that that's kind of part of it right now, but they're mm-hmm. gearing up to square on June 2nd um, with when Mars is in Pisces and of Uh course we know Venus is in Gemini. And so they square, they make that, you know, female, male, uh, activating force. And then the day after Venus gets rebirthed by the sun and her conjunction. Uh So that's a fascinating point to me (laughs) of what's happening in that early part of June there. The, the early part of June, when you said that on the second Venus squares, uh, Mars, I always find that to be a really good energy when Venus squares Mars. For me personally, I find that that's a time where masculine and the feminine can use the oppositions to work together or can use uh, the energies of those vibrations and, and try, to, try to do something with it. Or you can use it to destroy something. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's always up to the person, really, right? It's always it's our choice how we choose to navigate the energy uh, within our own energy field, but we can never control somebody else's. That's, that's the most important thing, I think, to understand when Venus and Mars are not working yeah. in alignment, you know? I think yeah. you're absolutely right about that. And that's, and that's kind of the hard part of this first part of the year is because the only connection that they are getting with one another are squares, with mm-hmm. the with the possibility of a trine, but the trine just never made it, and it's like no, mm-hmm. we're back at the square, and so mm-hmm. there is this relationship dance that is going on, mm-hmm. um, where you know once Venus stations direct on June twenty fourth, she's going to have to go forward to meet another square with Mars on September fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's. And then Mars is going to go uh, retrograde, basically. They'll have a trine. They'll finally meet on September 28th of this year. But until that time, this is just retrograde. This is square. This could be passion. You know, we have Mars and Pisces, and Pisces loves connecting. Venus loves connecting in Gemini. But, um, you know, there's... <laughs> but like you said, it can be a, a passionate force, but it can also be destructive in some ways and uh, have conflict there with the polarities at odds with one another in some ways. Yeah, I definitely feel so. I I think that's a big part about relationships, conflicts, and how do you resolve them? How do we find a middle ground? And that's when Venus uses, I feel, her logic and Mars uses his force. 
Yeah. I mean, that's really the dance they're doing, right? What yeah. you just said is exactly what's happening there. Venus is trying to smooth things over. It's trying to come together. It's trying to connect. Mars is like, this is the conflict. This is my mm-hmm. individual position. This yep. is who I am. Venus is like, this yep. is who we are. This is who I yep. am. This is who we are. Yep. And yep. so that might be at odds or maybe it's not. Maybe it's stimulated because mm-hmm. that's the thing with the mm-hmm. square. You just never know, but yeah, energy is no. there. It's work energy, though. It's energy that has to be put to work or else you just get irritated. So I know it's really good if you can work it for yourself instead of letting work you, okay, <laughs> out there <laughs> on those days that my list gave you guys. Work it for yourself. Yeah. Repurpose that frustration into yes, passion yeah. and motivation and, en- and energy and, you know... Um, I, I think I have, I have a good feeling about it. they're mutable signs. There's a little more mm-hmm. flexibility there. Mars isn't super strong in Pisces either. You know, okay. it's, oh. it's like, but it's, it can be sweet too. You know, it's, and, and it has, that's the thing too, is it has more, um, Mars and Pisces has more spiritual motivations to what it's doing mm-hmm. too. So maybe that's kind of part of it where we, um, get a kind of a spiritualization of our Venusian energy or understanding that more of an intellectual sphere where our minds and our hearts kind of meet in this, uh, in something that's going to stimulate value consciousness once Mm -hmm. again, because that's Mm -hmm. what Venus Mm -hmm. is doing. So she's going to get this hit from Mars on June 2nd. And then bam, the next day, June 3rd, she meets the sun to be reborn. And so what's mm-hmm. fascinating about that is like, and I said this in a podcast, like in 2018, I'm going to say it again, that in um, the Venus retrograde cycle uh, in Mesoamerica by like the Aztecs and the Mayans, you know, mm-hmm. way back in the day, uh, they would watch Venus's journey, you know, um, from uh, evening star to morning star, basically. And so when Venus would station, uh, she was said to take the form of a man to walk the earth. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there's more male quality to her when she retrogrades. Mm -hmm. And then at the inferior conjunction, she is sacrificed to the sun and experiences a death uh, to where she is then uh, reborn to rise as a morning star and she's rebirthed as a female. And that's part of that wholeness component that's coming together. So we have this masculine edge that hits the retrograde, but she's rebirthed and and it gets that last hit of masculinity with the square to Mars right before she's rebirthed into her new feminine form to then, because it's a, it's a sense of inversion. The polarity switches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. So I, th- I think that's fascinating to me uh, of how Mars is playing into that moment right before she gets, you know, the Phoenix's flames to engulf her pretty much. Mm. I love that interpretation. I really love that interpretation of the, what the, you said, was it the Mayans? The Mayans and the Aztecs, yeah. I really love that interpretation. It's a really uh, beautiful way of looking at how planets, especially Venus meets the sun and just becomes a, no, a whole receptive energy after, you know, that fire has been, that's beautiful. I am definitely going to write that down. <laughs> I'm going to save that for later. Well, and yeah, it's, it's, girl. well, part of it is like, okay, so to develop that more is that the, um, and I want to say that maybe I read this in Aaron Sullivan's retrograde book that might've mm-hmm. been it, but I have written here, it said the call to war after the inferior conjunction of Venus with the sun might bring forth the dead, right? Because she's rebirthed into this underworld. And one may rec- be recalled to times in the past 
when rejection and emotional pain conspired to erect an emotional fortress, which for current circumstances might quite be in, inappropriate. So we might be working some through some of these, you know, more male qualities of Venus where there's those fortresses or those boundaries put up or uh-huh. those needs or, you know, pain in that area and knowing that there's imbalance there and she's trying to level herself out. And because uh-huh. she goes through this rebirth period, um, you know, there's a new cycle that has started within that. Uh, and while maybe several months down the road, when she starts to make connections to that original point of rebirth, that you're going to see things develop in your life. And so you might not see relationships take off right away, or maybe there's some changes. But like in 2012, when I went through the whole like confusing thing with the retrograde and I have weird relationships going on, well, I met my long-term partner like six months after that retrograde because mm-hmm. something was yeah. seeded within that, but it needed time to gestate uh, and be birthed into. So just know that something that comes some of the energy with the retrograde is setting you up with whatever you work on, whatever you're getting to a full sense of wholeness to then give you that sweet reward or that Venusian sweetness um, or relationship or the money or whatever down the road. Um, but it's more of a delayed and kind of, you know, time response after you've done the work or you've opened up in the right way or balanced out in the right way. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. I think everybody in some way is going through that transformation. And if they're not, the pandemic is forcing them to. Right. It's true. It's like, you know, we're getting a, we're getting that kind of that perspective change around all this. Cause that's the thing too. These are, this is an air sign and air signs mm-hmm. are working with perspective for the mm-hmm. most part. And so we're taking a hard look at some of these Venusian areas of our life with some flexibility because it's in Gemini. It's not like it's an Aquarius or anything, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So how flexible is your mind, you know, with this Venus retrograde? How much can you bend your mind to new ideas? That you, we can talk about that for like hours. That's, that's key, key advice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> within all this is like how flexible are you with your mind and your mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. about about Venusian related topics mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. and she is the goddess of love she is the goddess of connection mm-hmm. uh, sharing that so so our mind you might be up for a little challenge mentally around how yeah. you view these areas of your life especially uh, situations with uh, family forgot to say that too because Venus will be retrograding in Gemini that also represents your immediate family, like your, your, your aunts, your uncles, your siblings, people like that, your neighbors. You know, watch out for those relationships as well, how they're also um, uh, unfolding and what's happening in those, in those fears of your life. Yeah. And especially for uh, Cancer Risings and Aquarius <laughs> Risings, I have that Venus down at the IC, um, down at the bottom of the chart. That could definitely be part of that too, you know, uh-huh. um, the people that are closest to you. As we're, mm-hmm. as we're sandwiched in with them during the pandemic <laughs> and everybody's become quite intimate with whoever they are, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. close contact with for sure. So now, so we kind of ran over, we, we've looked at Venus squaring Neptune. We see her making that conjunction to Mercury a couple days after that, May 22nd. We see her dance with Mars in their square on June 2nd. And then she be, is rebirthed into the sun on June 3rd. Well, the last thing she does is she actually makes 
um, these supportive sextiles to Chiron, which the first pass was in like April 10th. Uh, she's going to, right before she uh, stations, not right before she stations, but a couple, little period of time, she's going to uh, make her second pass with a sextile to Chiron. So I feel that there is, and Chiron's in Aries too, right? So it's bringing back that Mars, you know, mm-hmm. dynamic or what, what the self may need within relationships and getting mm-hmm. on that board or maybe that passion and that, uh, you know, assertion energy that Aries can bring, you know, you got mm-hmm. those Aries planets. Um, and so I'm wondering, I, I feel like there's like, kind of a, a sweet wisdom that's going to come out of this or some sort of opportunity where we're going to be able to work through if we did experience some pain mm-hmm. uh, with our connections with other people that there might be, you know, the lesson comes out, the wisdom is in, in, in dude at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. I completely agree with you. I think that um, I, the, the, the aspect that Venus will make to Chiron is always healing especially that aspect that you talked about. Um, or it can, if not healing, it can show you something that you didn't see before in your relationships that maybe can help you um, to work out some things to make relationships better for you. Or it can um, probably bring up situations from past relationships uh, that uh, maybe maybe a way for you to release some hurt uh, some pain or maybe some misunderstandings also. Yeah. Because, um, I also feel like Aries, Chiron take a lot of things personal. Um, so it can also be that maybe that's what it was. It was also a nativity. Maybe you, you were not uh, mature enough to understand what was happening at that time when that relationship was happening. So maybe there could be an understanding happening for a lot of people now too. Uh, to see their where they were and where they are now, uh, to see maybe from Chiron and Cancer what they learn and what they want to do uh, individualistically uh, in a relationship, opposition Libra, how much they want to give to someone and how much they want to keep to themselves. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth, <laughs> but it's it's definitely for a lot of people should be healing. If you can use that energy to heal something in your relationships best time to do that is during that transit of uh, Chiron and Venus when they aspect. Yeah. Cause I'm it's, it's, taking notes from you, yeah, Melissa. Taking, I love you. taking notes. <laughs> well, it's fascinating too, because the first time they met um, was just a couple days after the Libra full moon that happened on April 7th. So there, okay. and I know that that was a trying time for a lot of people because there was a lot of energy that came from the Scorpio moon. That was a few days after that. And so you can kind of see this as a three part journey happening. Uh, you know, the first pass being right after that, Libra full moon, April 10th. The second one that we're talking about, right? Venus is retrograde, June 11th, where we're going to get that kind of understanding or that healing breakthrough or just something that's going to give us more information to kind of turn the page there. And then we get one more last hit on July 10th to kind of Mm -hmm. wrap that up when she's direct again. She's got even more understanding. And so we're in this slow, I think, breakthrough of, of certain maybe pain triggers or relationship understandings that are, um, you know, they might kind of pick at you a little bit, but there's so much opportunity to Mm -hmm. uh, move through it in a positive way that brings some sort of understanding or new perspective around Mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so that's what. So basically, that's what Venus is doing this whole time between May twelfth and June twenty fifth, um, until she uh, reaches the end of. Let's see. Let me see here. Let's see what her um, cycles are. My little thing in my bob up here with the planets to see how she is. So when did she even get into? So she's basically been in her shadow starting April 9th, right? So she got in mm-hmm. shadow right when she made that connection with Chiron. They were like, mm-hmm. okay, here's here's that message. Let's start to process. Now mm-hmm. she's going to obviously do her thing until she's done retrograding, blah, blah, blah. I'm going through it. Oh, come on, come on, Venus, make it through. <laughs> I don't think she's going to get out of the shadow until as fast as my finger can go. Oh, I'm almost there. Until August 2nd. You know, so we're looking at basically that early part of April to the early part of August that is all tied up in Venus getting to do her her dance um, and get fully rebirthed in, in new energy there. So it might take oh, yeah, until... Out the as you're... Uh, yeah, I know. That probably would have been easier than me like clicking through day by day here. Um, but you know weird. what's sweet about that now that I'm looking at it, Akila, is that so what's going to happen is she's going to get out of her shadow on August 2nd, right? Mm-hmm, and uh-huh. then on August 5th, she's going to meet the North Node that is mm-hmm. now in Gemini. Yes. I was looking at the fact that they will meet uh, at the end of her cycle. And this is why I think it's so beautiful because I think that that is when the right relationships are the way that everything is supposed to uh, work out, the healing, the leaving, the coming back, the getting together, all those things. I feel like that will be the the, the finale as the Venus retrograde cycle is done. And then another another curtain will open as the Mars retrograde cycle (laughs) begins. I think you're absolutely right about that. There's going to be a trade-off. Well, and okay, so we the only thing we didn't say here, and I do want to cover this, um, and I think that, that Venus meeting the North Node on August 5th is going to be huge because it is going to be some sort of like, this was all destiny for a reason. We went through this for a reason. Um, but what's mm-hmm. fascinating with it is that let's pull back to Mercury once again, right? Because what Mercury is doing this whole time is playing into whatever Venus is doing. And so uh-huh. Venus, so I think it's just t- cosmic timing that a week before Venus stations to go direct, Mercury stations in Cancer to go retrograde. Mm-hmm. So there's like this retrograde changing of the batons where it's like, okay, you thought Venus was done with her thing. Well, guess what? She just transferred a message to Mercury mm-hmm. so that now he can retrograde back in Cancer in more of an emotional, you know, heart-based, more sensitive. Mm-hmm. It's not as detached. It's not as, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just air as Gemini. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more in this feeling. And so I think once Mercury moves into Cancer on uh, May 28th, before it then begins to retrograde on June 17th, our, our Venus and Gemini is just going to get a little more, you know, she's going to be a little more underwater. She's, she, things are going to, might get a little heavier. There might be more emotional considerations at play when everything was a little lighter, maybe before that mm-hmm. point. I'm looking at the 
<laughs> get that um, ephemeris. And so I, yeah, I don't know. I've my had, Bible girl. <laughs> I know. Everyone, okay, so if you're a practicing astrologer, you need an ephemeris. That, that was a story that was going around last year about this prominent astrologer that didn't even have an ephemeris. She didn't even know what it was or something. And no. Oh, yeah. No, there was like, there was a whole article on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But you're you're in the you're in the uh, California area, so it's you guys have a. I'm I'm in the east east end, you know. I'm in Canada, so Eastern time zone. We have a whole different news that comes to <laughs> on this side of town over here. I find that your news is a lot more interesting than mine. Oh, never really thought about it that way, but I, I suppose you're right. It just depends on uh yeah the location. Yeah. yeah. Well, and news, right? You're talking about Venus mm-hmm. and Gemini, like just the news that's coming in. This is going to be different. That's funny that you brought that up. So, all right. Well, we've pretty much gone through her moves here. So what, what can we do? What are, what are we going to do with this time? What's the best use of this 40 days, give or take change? What do you got to say? <laughs> I think that the best use of this time is if you can, if you are a person that journals, types, writes, audio record yourself, uh, video podcasts, whatever it is you do, uh, do those things during this cycle. I think that looking back, you'll hear things that you didn't um, really um, anticipate on hearing. I think that also too, during this cycle is a really good time to uh, just really take a chill pill. Take a freaking chill pill for all of you guys that are anxious, uh, the smokers out there, the self-medicated people out there, you guys know who you are. Take a breather. You guys can breathe. The world is not over. Uh, I also think during this Venus retrograde cycle, um, that'll be a really good time for everybody to just like, there's been so much hype. And I I think that's the thing with the media. They they give you so much hype that we need to probably take a woo-sa, like, you know, for media or anything, anything that can give you high anxiety or make you breathe really fast where you can't control yourself, uh, where you can't control the blood flow of your body. Um, I think that maybe yoga is going to be something that a lot of people can get themselves into during this cycle to, t- to try to help to work with the energy instead of letting other people's energy work you during the cycle, uh, especially since some of us are going back to work. So, you know, find something that can calm your mind or find something tranquil uh, or find a place that is tranquil, environment, Venus in Gemini, you know, or, or find someone to talk to that you feel mm-hmm. is tranquil or that can understand you or see the, uh, see the bigger picture in things and not just giving you facts about things where they can see the actual perspective of something. Uh, I think that's about it. What yeah. about you, Mel? <laughs> no, I like that. That's 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 good to have. Well, because this is the thing: is that Gemini energy in general is, is restless. You know, there's mm-hmm. just a restlessness there, um, which can bring mm-hmm. kind of that anxiety and what we was talking about earlier with uncertainty and all that. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is just not a time to push, you know, we're talking about Venus. We're not talking about Mars here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a time to receive, open your arms, uh, you know, mm-hmm. harmonize. It's trying to gain balance here. And so if you mm-hmm. feel that restless, you know, especially to connect with others or like push things along that need more time and space, you know, mm-hmm. you just might have to take up that yoga practice <laughs> in order to mm-hmm. like kind of calm the mind and like just get mm-hmm. the mind out of, get yourself out of the mind. Um, 
and just falling into that and being so open to it and getting onto the body, right? In order to balance that out. Yes, I see your. <laughs> I have something to say, and it's so linked to Venus retrograde. Right, I think when Venus was in shadow, it started her shadow period. This challenge online came out called the Don't Rush Challenge. Hmm. I don't know if you if you know about that challenge. It's like don't rush, uh-uh. and then all these people are like dressed crazy one moment, and then they cover the screen the next moment, and then they unveil it, and you just see a whole another person with glam rise come out. I feel like this is a Venus retrograde too. You know, all of you out there that want to get that sassy, you know, that want to get your, your sexy out, you know, do the don't rush challenge. Take your time. Okay. That's what I also feel. You guys, whoever knows what I'm talking about out there, the don't rush challenge, watch that and you'll understand Venus and Gemini, the twins. One moment you're here, the next moment you're there. The don't rush. Watch it. Watch it. You know what I'm talking about, Melissa? I'm like, uh, no, but I, I'm going to go check it out. And I love I'll send you a link or something of the Don't Rush Challenge. It, and it's a song called Don't Rush. It's really nice. Well, I feel like with Venus Retrograde and Gemini, don't rush. Don't rush. Don't rush it. You'll want to. You'll be attracted to doing it, but don't yes. do it. Because you might fall, you're going to fall yourself in the Neptune trap. Um, but you know... You have to rush, if you have to rush... Look twice. <laughs> Look twice. <laughs> yeah, both ways. Both ways for crossing that street. Because you don't know what's going to be on the other side. You do not know what's going to be on the other side. But you know what's funny is that when you were talking about that and you put your and you put your hand up and you were saying that they put the hand up and then they turn out in this totally uh, different yeah. person, you were yeah. just describing the Sun-Venus rebirth, right? Because That's it's like, bam, rush. blotted out, new person, new wholeness, yeah. new, uh, you know just way of looking and being because Venus is also, you know, kind of what you wear and how you express yourself exactly. on the outside of you. And so exactly. you're getting a makeover. We're all getting exactly. a makeover right now uh, is what's happening. All of you out there, Google, if you can, or hashtag on your social media, don't rush challenge. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about and, and you'll get the, the whole gist of it. But yeah, it's a really funny thing, um, Melissa. You'll like it once you see what I'm talking about. I can't about. wait to see it. You'll like it. It sounds <laughs> perfect. So Thank you for inviting me, Melissa. This is yes. good. <laughs> well, I always love having you on. And, you know, because Akila has that Aries moon, Aries Mars. And she always reaches out to me. She's like, I'm ready to be back on your program again. I'm like, I'm yeah. ready to have you. I'm like, just get in here. What? It's, it's been like eight months. And so I, I love it when she just, she'll just pop up out of the woodwork and she'll be like, let's do this. And I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Especially I just went through a Chiron transit. So I'm just like, okay, oh, I made it. Let's go. Back on, <laughs> back on the ball now. So I'm ready to go with my Aries energy. So I'm, I'm, it's been It's been a long journey and I'm very happy that this transit came out really beautiful. Oh, good. Surprise at the end. So I'm happy about that. But yeah, thanks again, Melissa. I really appreciate coming on your podcast. Oh, absolutely. So where, so where can people find you? What do you got going on? Okay, so you guys can all tune in on my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. It's called Akila Astrology. Um, I also have an email, uh, akilashology at gmail.com. And you can check out my website. AkilaAstrology.com, where I have a whole bunch of readings. I do tarot as well. Um, yeah, so that's where you guys can find me. And that's, that's all my... Uh, <laughs> that's all that's what she got. Me. That's what she got for this Venus and yeah, Gemini. Yeah, well, I keep it, I keep it real simple, you know? I keep it real simple, you know? Life yeah. is... 
Life is complicated yes. enough. Yeah, don't rush. That. <laughs> don't rush. Don't rush. I love that's that. Gonna be, that's going to be a podcast video I should do. Be you should. Don't, you, don't rush. Don't <laughs> do, do it. Well, of course. So every time I have a guest, I always uh, do a little blog post on my own site to share Akila's information and what we talked about here. So if you want to come over and find me, you can do so at energeticprinciples.com. And of course, I'm on social media at Energetic Principles on Instagram and Facebook. Um, And if you'd like a consultation, you can book that too uh, through those means. Um, And of course, I do my Patreon forecast that comes out every week where I'm telling you what's going on in the skies and I will be covering this Venus retrograde, let me tell you, starts at $5 a month uh, to start. And you can find out more about that at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. And I do want to say that I am working on new uh, learning opportunities that are coming because I did my first uh, astrology basics course um, la- that just ended. Uh, it, oh, we had a fabulous time. We uh, we worked through using each other's charts, and it was just okay. very experiential. And oh, it was we had a great time. So, anyways, I will be uh, working on more learning opportunities. Um, so, if you want to, you know, keep in the know about that, sign up for my mailing list. If there's something you want to learn, I want to hear from you. You know, what do people want to learn? Because I. I love to teach um, and I can't wait to get some more information out there. So just to see the learning portal and where that's all happening, that's learningthestars.com. So now last but not least, you know, if you like this podcast, if you think that what Akila and I are saying here needs to be heard by others, you know, sharing is caring, spread the good word, send it to a friend, leave a review where you listen to this. Um, you know, just that's how the word gets out. It's all about organic reach, not trying to pay people to find us. We want you to be like, this is valuable. Share the good word. Uh, Because it is Venus in Gemini, right? You know, we're looking for the word. Share the love. Share the love of the word. I digress. (laughs) All right, Akila. Well, it was such a pleasure to talk to you again and uh, until our next episode, right? Yes. Thank you again for inviting me. You guys be safe and uh, keep your head up. That's right. And don't rush. Don't rush. Don't rush. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, may the stars be with you. 